Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Whether you're in your garden or hiking through the woods, we have you covered. Call now with your outdoor questions. In Appleton, call 281-1150 or outside the valley, 866-887-1150. From the Myron Construction Studio of WHBY, it's Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. Yes, indeed, just after 4 o'clock on a Friday afternoon, it's the Ask the Experts Friday edition and our expert today is the man from the outdoors. It is Rob Zimmer. Hello, Rob. Hello. How you are know, you? I'm all right. Are you in the festive spirit yet? Um, what's that? Festive. <laughs> I'm always festive. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. The holiday spirit. Yes. Now that uh, we finally have some snow that has stuck on the ground this I week. I know. Oh. A little less than what they said we were going to get, but still, it's awesome. Yeah, it still looks really nice and gets you kind of more in the in the, in the the holiday spirit. Hey, if you would like it to give does. us a call, do so. 281-1150. Anything that has to do with the outdoors nowadays, and there's plenty to get to. Uh, Oshkosh and outside of Appleton, it's 866-887-1150. You can also log on to the website. It is whby.com, and you can check out the podcast there, and uh, you can click on Contact Us. It'll go right into our inbox, and also on Facebook, right? Yep. I'm on Facebook at Rob Zimmer Outdoors. Okay. So find me there. We always seem to start off the show with, how was your week? My week was awesome. It was beautiful with the snow and everything. I mean, yeah. I, did a, I did a lot this week. I can't even think back and, and think of everything I did, but um, lots of fun stuff. Like what? <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> when did it snow? It snowed out what, Wednesday or Thursday? Uh, I Wednesday. think so, yeah. Well, it was yeah. snowing this morning, actually, whenever I, I oh, yeah, came in to do the, uh, the early too. morning show. It was about 3.30 this morning, and I was coming in on 4.41. Couldn't see. It yeah. was blinding. Oh, yeah. The big snow was uh, Wednesday and uh, Wednesday. That was a pretty fun day. Like I was telling somebody earlier today, you know, today, you know, Star Wars comes out today. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of appropriate as I, I was some driving people saw in. it yesterday. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it did come out a little early, but it, it looked like you turn on your, your lights and you drive down 441 and the snow is blowing right Oh, yeah. The, yes. the light beams. It yes. looks like you're traveling through space. Yep. Yeah. At light speed or whatever. It was really speed. whipping, though. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just stopped. Yeah. And that's how it was Wednesday. I mean, we were supposed to get all the snow. I actually kind of went into it. I mean, I went north, and then I went east where where it was actually snowing because uh, we were stuck in a little dry wedge for most of the day. But, yeah, Manitowoc got like 9 or 10 inches. Point Beach had 10 inches. I went there yesterday, so that was my fun yesterday going to Point Beach and hiking through all the snow. Um, and they have their cross-country ski trails open, so if you want to go cross-country skiing this weekend, head on over to Point Beach. A lot of the places around here uh, obviously didn't get enough snow to open their cross-country ski and snowshoe trails yet. But um, up north, they did at Barkhouse and Barkhouse and Waterfall Preserve. And, and Green Bay is open for snowshoeing and skiing, and so is Point Beach. And uh, they got a lot of snow up there. They got 9, 10, 12 inches. Really? So, yeah. Hmm. I think Sturgeon Bay got 12. I think they were the winner. Hmm. So, Yeah. So what do you do when you go to these parks whenever there's that much snow? Are you a, you a shooter? Oh, Are you a skier? I, 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 I you, hike. You just walk? I walk, yeah, because I you like to take, take pictures. just take some big boots and just start walking. Yep, I like to take pictures. I, I blazed the trail yesterday because no one else had been on it yet. So I, I took the Ice Age trail and went through, um, just kind of going through. It was light, light, fluffy snow, so it was pretty easy to walk through. But hmm. it was just gorgeous. Check out some of the pictures on my Facebook page if you're interested. The other cool thing was yesterday morning – 
um, there was this, and this is on my Facebook page too. There was this really cool hoarfrost they call it, which is a really amazing, huge a what a hoarfrost. Okay, H O A R frost. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know where it got where it got its name. I'm sure there's a reason, but it's this really cool um, type of frost. It, it got like inch long feathers of, of ice that would stick out from all the plants and stuff. And I got some really cool pictures of that. So, and that you don't see very often. Maybe once or twice a year we get that, and the conditions were just right. Because uh, it really dropped when you went north of Appleton yesterday morning. I mean, it went from like one degree to like four below in like half a mile. So I mean, it was it was pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, it was pretty pretty beautiful. So, um, what else did I do? I went I went east. Like I said, I went to Manitowoc, checked out all the snow there. The other thing that was really cool there was the ice because the waves were so big the day of the storm. There was an east wind, so the spray from the waves was just freezing solid on all the branches and stuff along the shore. So it was, and again, I have pictures of that too. Where was that um, at? Uh, Manitowoc. Okay. Actually, the whole lake shore, whole lake, lake yeah. Michigan shoreline. Um, the yeah, the huge waves were icicles just yeah, and it was like flash freezing on on the. Uh, sticks and branches and stuff. So it was just an amazing. And speaking of crashing and speaking of Lake Michigan, do you see the yes? The car? I saw that. I still it, don't understand how that happened. On the Weather Channel this morning. Uh, yeah. Oh, it made the just, national news. Yeah. Oh, a guy gosh. just sliding right off and into Lake Michigan he went. And I don't know how that happens right there because I mean I used to live like a block, two blocks away from that. Oh, really? That spot right there. And I mean, there's no way unless you're going way too fast. You know what I mean? Because first of all, there's a huge rock wall that goes first and those rocks go down eight to ten feet to the water first and and he was pretty far out there so hmm. yeah interesting though um dude i wonder how that could happen but yeah did lots of bird watching this week too lots of birds out there um had a couple of posts uh, on facebook today um um a lady she was concerned let me go back to that post there if i can find it yeah, Patty. Patty found a, uh, a whooping crane, a sandhill crane still hanging out by your house. So that was pretty cool. Uh, she was just a little concerned. She said, I'm kind of worried about him. He's there by himself. But um, as long as he can fly, he's not injured or anything. He should be fine. And they'll move on. I saw a couple this week also. So the snow is not quite deep enough right here yet where they have to go. They can still feed through it. Um, I saw thousands of geese just on the way in before, too, uh, flying toward Little Lake Butamore and Nina. Just amazing. I mean, the whole sky, the, the flock was like a mile wide of just thousands of geese. So they're, they're concentrated there by the, the by Kimberly Clark there on the south end of Little Lake Butamore. Um, so that was pretty cool to see, too. Lots of geese still around, though. Um, lots of other cool birds, too. I saw down by Madison, there's a really rare bird um, for our area anyway. It's called a Townsend's Solitaire. It's a really beautiful kind of bird in the robin family, the bluebird family. And there was one spotted in Madison. I noticed a lot of people are taking pictures of that and posting them online. So that's pretty cool to see that um, show up. And those two, usually one or two show up every year. So I'd like to get down there and check it out. It's a beautiful, beautiful bird. So lots going on. 1150 oh, No, I thought we had a call, but uh, no, we didn't. Sorry about that. Oh, that's all right. What else this week? Uh, lots of other stuff going on um, for... Um, pelicans too. Pelicans were still on the Fox River in a couple places too. And I did get a message from um, one of my listeners, Bruce. He said he's found a pelican down there on the river uh, that has a broken wing, and he got some pictures of it. And it, it does indeed look like it has a broken wing. So hopefully that one will be uh, fine throughout the winter. He's kind of going to keep an eye on it. Um, unfortunately, the way the wildlife rehab um, programs around the area work, that bird almost has to has to be captured before they can. Uh, um, you know, do anything that the wildlife rehabbers don't have the resources or the, the funds or anything like that, the ability to actually go rescue the bird themselves. So um, if that bird 
um, continues to be present and, and looks like it's struggling. Um, hopefully the DNR or somebody can, can rescue it and get it to one of the wildlife rehabbers so they can take care of it uh, and, and fix it. But, yeah, pelicans are pretty hardy birds. As long as they can swim, and they're very strong swimmers, as long as he can swim and the water stays open all winter long so he can feed, uh, he should be okay. But I was going to say, don't they have to <laughs> get into the water? Yep, yep. So, <laughs> and because of the water, because it's cold, his wing is freezing, you know, the broken wing because he's not, he can't fly, he can't shake it off. So, um, hmm. yeah, hopefully he'll make it. I saw robins, robins, uh, just yesterday. I saw lots of robins at Thousand Islands. I was there watching the eagles. Um, dozens of December eagles December 15th. There. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. You're still seeing robins. Oh, yeah. They'll stay all winter. I usually see a couple robins all winter. Um, at Thousand Islands, I saw something. I was at High Cliff the day of the snow, too. So that was, what, yesterday or Wednesday. There were robins out there, too. So lots of stuff going on. I saw flying squirrels this week. Saw hundreds of snow buntings yesterday in the snow, which imagine that, snow buntings in the snow. But <laughs> it's just been a really cool, exciting week. The one thing that we missed, at least right here, was the huge meteor shower that took place yeah. on Wednesday. And, uh, the Gemin- I saw a couple, but Gem- it did was, you see some? Uh, just a few, yeah. not, a, not as many because Too many of the clouds. clouds. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was supposed to be the, the biggest meteor shower of the year, I believe. There was, was a couple breaks be. in the clouds, and I did see a couple. But Yeah. I saw some really cool pictures from down in southern Wisconsin where they showed uh, they had more uh, clearing down there, yeah. so they didn't quite get They got a lot. All right, 281-1150. Got to take our first time out. We'll come back, take your phone calls. Anything that you're seeing outdoors, we want to hear about it. Uh, we'll check uh, the emails and the Facebook as well. It's Outdoors with Rob Zimmer on HPY. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm getting so excited. <laughs> oh, by request. <laughs> it's an all request Friday. Yes. <laughs> Outdoors on HPY. We are in the festive spirit here. The Heat Miser song, The Year yes. Without a Santa Claus. And then his brother's the Snow Miser, and he's blue and icy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this brings back so many memories, though. Every winter I watch this, or every Christmas. <laughs> Want to guess on a year? Oh gosh, 1980. A little before. 84. 79. A little before. 77. A little before. Oh my god, 72. 74. 74. It's still on every year. I mean, oh, yeah. play it on. Oh, definitely. Know. Especially with channels like ABC Family. And all yeah, that. Yep. I love it. And then there's his brother, Snow Miser, and then Mother Nature is their mom. And it's <laughs> great. It's awesome. The videos. Spectacular. Oh, you had a video too? <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Now I'm going to go home and watch it. Uh, 281-1150. If you'd like to join <laughs> us today, let's head to the FloorQuest studio hotline. And we're talking with Becky in Appleton. Good afternoon, Becky. Hi, guys. Hi, Becky. Um, there we go. Now we can hear you. I can okay. hear you. I was walking um, from the College Avenue Bridge on the trail towards um, Law Street. And today and um, there's a nest across the river um, towards Lake Lawrence in a, in a tree there, um, a large eagle nest. And it was used a couple of years ago, I think, and then they abandoned it for a couple of years. And now this year it looks like they've refurbished it and that they're going to use it. Oh, I've, good. Were they there? They were, I've seen them um, occasionally there and stuff. And I was wondering, I did see two adult eagles, and they were like, like playing with each other, they were flying in the air and you know swooping and talking to each other yep. and stuff. Yep. When do they? When do they actually lay eggs? Uh, pretty soon. It'll it'll be well. 
um, around here, probably February, mid-February to okay. early March. So, but they're already. I mean, I've seen even way out in the country, like like I was around the Navarino area uh, the last couple of days, and there are pairs uh, on nests still out that way. So, okay. um, if they don't have to leave and and go to you know warmer spots, they'll stay at their nest site almost all winter. So it'll be pretty quick. They'll start repairing. Um, you know, and great horned owls and stuff too. They start nesting next year, next month, next year, okay. next month. <laughs> Okay. In fact, um, if you're familiar with the Feather Wildlife Rehab um, uh, facility in New London, she has a nest cam on her her great horned owls there, and the owl has been sitting on the nest for the last couple of nights. So oh, really? It's, it's starting. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, winter's just starting, but these birds of prey, you know, they're almost getting ready to nest. The eagles, like I said, it'll be probably um, mid-February February to mid-March. That's what I thought. It was late, later on yet yeah. when it gets a little warmer yet. Yeah, but the great horned owls, the barred owls, it'll be next month already into, you know, between mid-January to mid-February. Okay, okay. Yeah. Pretty amazing, though. Yeah, and keep an eye on those as long as the river remains open right there. Um, you know, hopefully they'll just stay right there. Yeah. Oh, they're so they're so neat to watch. <laughs> they are, so. and it's amazing that we can see so many right in downtown Appleton. I mean, yeah. You know, and, and the other day I was at Jefferson Park because a, a caller had said that there were, uh, I think he said, 27 um, bald eagles there the other day. Oh, my gosh. Um, I think I, I think that was on Wednesday was when I was out with Kathy Keene. So I drove over there, and, yeah, I saw, I saw about 20. So, um, And Thousand Islands has had three dozen just about every day. So. Oh, yeah. I know one a uh, few winters ago we went there in January. Yeah. And there were, like, probably, and it was just, it was like a picture postcard. There yes. were huge snowflakes falling, and it was kind oh. of, um, and it was so it was a little hard to, you know, to see, you know, and stuff, yep. you know, because, but, <clears throat> but we parked across from the the, the river from them, yep. and you could there were like probably twenty thirty of them in the trees. Yes. Um, by the river. Yeah, it's oh. amazing. And it's it's still early. I mean, they usually don't peak until January. So if there's this many here now. Right. Uh, yeah. And I did, uh, I'm not sure if you heard uh, last week, and I, I was talking about the eagle numbers and how they, they just released a survey that eagle numbers are up in Wisconsin mm-hmm. again. Like um, there were 50, over 1,500 nests, I think, almost 1,600 nests, which means, you know, that's a, that's that many pair. Right. So there's 3,000 eagles plus all their young. So, yep. you know, there, there's thousands of eagles around. Oh, so. that's so neat. It is. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks so much okay. for calling. Well, Did you see welcome. any ducks on the river down there while you were there? Pardon me. Did you see any ducks or anything on the river or pelicans? While um, you were there? I didn't. I didn't notice any today. I was, um, but I have seen. I've seen ducks and geese both. Yeah. Um, and like I've, I saw a duck in like in the channel part because it was that was still open and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, all the golden eyes. I haven't seen any yet. Usually the golden eyes, they'll be here pretty soon, though. And you see the little black and white ducks that just line up and kind of dive under. And mm-hmm. I haven't seen any big flags yet, at least. Uh, still lots of mallards, lots of Canada geese, and yep. a couple pelicans. So, yeah, okay. it's a great spot right downtown there. Enjoy your I enjoy your, your program very much. Oh, thank so. you so much, Becky. Okay, take care. You Thanks. too. Thanks for the call. 281-1150, 887 that uh, pretty rare to, to have that many yet this time of year. The eagles, yeah, yeah, it, it, they they actually should be increasing. So, uh, oh. what we they usually start to arrive in, in late October, November, and then they actually keep increasing into January. So, hmm. uh, depending on how the winter plays out, you know how much open water remains, and 
Uh, actually, the, the less open water, the better, because then they're concentrated around open areas. Mm-hmm. So, and they do the, you know, like I, the, if you've been listening, they do the, the eagle monitoring the second Saturday of every month. So they'll be doing that again in January, again in February, and again in March. And January is usually the peak month. So Okay. Well, obviously, eagles are, are birds. You want to talk about bird counts? Yeah, I want to talk about the bird count. Uh, the Christmas bird counts are coming up this week. So that's already started in some areas. And the Christmas bird count... Uh, there's a lot of them taking place right around the Appleton area. So if you're interested, uh, you can go to wsobirds.org. That's Wisconsin State Ornithological. Orn- I can't say that. Ornithological. You know what I mean. <laughs> Take your Ornithological time. Society. <laughs> Spit it out, Rob. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and what they do is you have volunteer counters who are out there. This is all volunteers, and they each take a circle, which is called a count circle, and they basically just spend – uh, the designated day counting all the birds they can find in that area, um, uh, the number of species and the number of individuals of each bird. And this has been going on for over 100 years in North America. It's the uh, National Audubon Society's Christmas Bird Count. They sponsor that. Um, and there's local ones in each state. Um, it is the longest-running citizen science survey in the world. So these people have been doing it a long time. And they do it around the same time every year um, because it keeps it keeps things consistent. So no matter what the, what the weather's like, no matter what the conditions are, they do the count on the same day every year uh, just to get a count of, of the birds. And they compare that year to year to year and get a long-term um, uh, trend. Uh, mm. Look at that. So the Northeast Wisconsin Birding Club, which is doing uh, several uh, bird counts in the area, they're doing some. Uh, today, some tomorrow. Today was the actual uh, Christmas bird count in Chiacton, also in Stockbridge. So Stockbridge and Chiacton did their local Christmas bird counts today. Tomorrow is the Appleton bird count. So they're going to be counting birds in the Appleton area, that circle, um, uh, tomorrow. So And Sunday is Fremont, and on Tuesday is the Wapaka bird count. So And there's other bird counts in Oshkosh and over toward Manitowoc and all different other, other areas too. So uh, that is happening this week. And cool. yeah. All right. Uh, we will get into more of the program coming up in the next half hour here. Uh, if you're on hold, please do stay on hold. Got to take a, a little time out for our local news and uh, check the weather forecast and roadways again, too. Coming up in the next half hour, we still have to get to the top 10. We've got nature experiences of this past year for you. Yes. So this will be a good top 10. Oh, yeah. It's a nice little tease. You it's won't want to miss it. Outdoors with Rob Zimmer on HBY. Is outdoors on HBY. Here comes Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah the fat Santa guy is going to be everywhere this Santa weekend. Claus yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Every, How does he do that? I don't know. It's a miracle. It's like every other ad that you hear, and Santa will be here from such and such. Here comes Santa Claus. We are only 10 days away wow. from Christmas. Are you ready? Crazy. Am I ready? Yeah. Uh, I guess I am. Do you have any Christmas traditions that you do? Yeah, my sister and I always, we always go stalk my, it's <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me? <laughs> Should I say this on the air? What, yeah. what holiday is it? <laughs> well, my, my little sister and I, every Christmas, <laughs> sounds so funny, <laughs> we go stalk my grandma's old house <laughs> to see who lives there and what they're doing. <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> One time we even went up to the door and knocked on the door. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's where we used to spend all our Christmases. And sure. It, it was like. So we go, like, stalk her house and see what's going on. And we kind of – sometimes we trespass on their property. So, oops, if you're listening, sorry. Um, so do you answer when you went out? So, yeah, sometimes yeah. they do. In fact, one time they invited us in. So. Nice. <laughs> so Bring back cool. a lot of memories? Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. 
Nope. Because that was, I mean, that's where we spent all our Christmases. So it's just kind of funny. Then we usually go sledding. <laughs> and then we have, have food, usually Chinese or something. So that's kind of our tradition. That's a great Christmas. Stalking and sledding. Stalking in the old neighborhood. It's, 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 it's a lot more fun than it sounds because we like go crazy. And some years and there's snow and they'll, they'll see our tracks. And some years there's no snow and we can go further in without being spotted. Yeah. You know, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of fun. Two eight one eleven fifty eight six six eight eight seven eleven fifty. Let's jump funny. right into uh, your your top ten here. Yeah, you I'm do my to top ten a... list. These are my top ten nature experiences from 2017. Man, so, and I'd you... love to hear yours too. I want you guys to to give us a call and let me know what what your favorite outdoor nature. You've had a lot, so this is going to be quite a list. I know it's. When I was putting it together, it's like, wow. Mm, all right, this let's give like it a proper introduction. Worth. The top 10 nature experiences for Rob of 2017, <laughs> number yeah. 10. Number 10, were, uh, I just kind of uh, 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 lumped them all together, but the migrations this year were just amazing, both spring and fall. So a spring migration, some of the things that stand out, um, it started early. It was February. So I remember it was February like 20th and 27th where we were in the 70s and 80s. Remember, we had severe thunderstorms in February, and all the swans came back. The geese came back. There was a time when I had um, I had 100 Ross's geese in one flock. And if you don't know what a Ross's goose is, it's similar to a snow goose, but it's a smaller bird, pure white with dark black wingtips. And, I mean, nobody sees 100 Ross's geese in a flock. Hmm. You usually see one or two, or, and they're usually mixed in with Canada geese. But I had a flock of hundred of them and then all the swans and everything and then of course the fall migration i mean the sandhill crane migration this fall it's still happening right now like like i was just talking about before so the the sandhill crane migration was just amazing i i spent several sunsets out at navarino with with different friends um and birders watching the cranes come in so that's pretty cool so number migrations. nine. Number nine were the ice shoves this spring in Oshkosh and Fond du Lac and over on the East Shore at Calumet County Park. They were some of the biggest ice shoves we have around here in, in years, especially over in Oshkosh. They had some really, really big ones uh, right there by the uh, by the restaurant. I can't think of the name now. Oh, my gosh. But there were, there were ice shoves that were 40 feet tall. So wow. it was a really cool year for ice shoves on Lake Winnebago. And some, some caused like, a little damage, too, didn't they? Yeah. Didn't oh, some yeah. reach up some to some of the, the houses? Yeah. Is it the Waters restaurant? Oh, gosh. I can't think of the where name you, right what, now. Where is it? Oshkosh. Yeah, but the really cool ice shoves this year. That was the highest one. It was about 40 feet tall. Wow. Fond du Lac had some really big ones, too, that came up 30, you know, 20, 30 feet. And over at Calumet County Park, there were some amazing ones. And if you if you scroll back far enough on my Facebook page, you'll find the pictures from last March. But the ice shoves were just amazing this year. Number eight. Number eight. Um, this one I have to kind of give a little background on. It was the eclipse. Remember the total eclipse we had this this past summer? Yeah. Yeah. The, the total, the total eclipse, eclipse that, day. It wasn't very dark around here. Yeah. That everybody thought it was going but to But it be. was amazing <laughs> because you know, the first, the, the coolest thing was, I mean, against all odds, the sun came out. Because I remember the weather forecasters, everyone said it was going to be cloudy and crappy that day and we wouldn't be able to see it. But against all odds, you know, the sun broke up. And I remember that day I was over on the Wolf River and it was just so unusual because I was out in the woods when it started. Uh, and the cranes and the trumpeter swans and all these uh, birds started started to call like they knew something was going on. You could actually see it getting darker and darker. And then the tree frogs starting to sing, started to sing. Um, and then during that, that time period, I actually had a, a photo uh, shoot with, with a friend of mine and her mom. So watching the eclipse with them, and this was a 92-year, 91-year-old woman um, and, and then her daughter, and we were watching the eclipse together. And it was just the coolest thing because you could sense it getting darker. And then when you look down at the ground, 
all of the shadows were like the crescent shaped, you know, like. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I have pictures of that, too. But the crescent shaped uh, sparkles and shadows on the ground. It was just it was just an amazing day. I thought eclipse day. Didn't disappoint you at all, though. I know uh, a lot of people. Well, I knew it wouldn't be dark. I mean, I knew I already knew ahead of time. A ton of people I talked to were like, "Yeah, it didn't get dark at all." Yeah, not right here, but yeah, and it wasn't supposed to here. I mean, the to- the path was way further. I thought south. it was really cool. I thought yeah. it, was. it was dark enough. I mean, you could sense it was it was eclipsing. Yeah, if that's the word. We we did turn the. I was working out at the ballpark. We had a day game that day. And, oh yeah, and we turned the lights on. Yeah, it, we didn't really need them, but they turned yeah. them on just in case. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I mean, you could you could see it was getting dark. So, yep. yeah. Number seven. Number seven was kind of my own uh, personal journey. Um, all the different trips I took to to create my Niagara book, which is now out, by the way. So I picked that up on on Amazon uh, or at Cedar Ridge Crafts and Books or Crafts and Gifts, I should say, Anina. But um, all the tri- trips I took around the state to to visit the Niagara Escarpment. I mean, I took pictures at dozens of different places up and down the Escarpment in Wisconsin. Um, from one end of the state to the other, all year long, rain, shine, snow, all seasons. And it was just a really cool experience to see, you know, all the different nature, all the different, you know, scenic beauty, the panoramas, the cliffs and everything. It was just a gorgeous, gorgeous uh, experience to do that all year long. How long did that take you to, to do? Uh, well, the book actually took two years total in between taking two all the years? pictures. Yeah, uh, It's 230 pages. So it's a big book. <laughs> Lots of pictures. And there's a picture on pretty much every page. So, hmm. Yeah, it was a pretty cool experience, though, just enjoying all of that. Nice. One more. All right, yep, number six. Number six is uh, just I had lots of different butterfly experiences, so I kind of shoved them all into one uh, thing. First of all, the monarch population this year, the monarch population exploded in our area. Uh, We'll be talking more about that in a couple weeks when when we get the numbers from Mexico, but there were more monarchs this year pretty much everywhere than there have been in a long time. Um, I, I remember a couple experiences up north uh, where we had dozens of tiger swallowtails, you know, feeding in the road. Uh, they call it puddling in the road. Um, I had a giant swallowtail day where giant swallowtails are these amazing kind of chocolate-colored butterflies. And I remember having five or six of them around me at the same time. And then one, one experience that really stands out is uh, my friend Dennis, who lives here in Appleton, uh, one day, one night he called me and he wanted me to identify this moth. It was actually the day of the tornado. Uh, and the tornado must have knocked this huge moth down from one of his trees, and it was a giant cecropia moth, they're called, which are these, you know, they're seven inches across. It's this huge, huge silk moth mm. that he had in his garden. It was the coolest thing because he invited me over to, to see it and photograph it. Um, and what happened is uh, he said it sat there all day long, but as it got dark right at sunset, um, we both got to hold it in our hands, which was the coolest thing because when you're when these moths, when they're getting ready to uh, mate, they kind of vibrate their bodies, so you can. It's almost like this, like a vibrating phone or something. Wow! <laughs> oh gosh, uh, yeah. So you can, um, and you could feel that in your hand. And then it, she took off and went up in the trees, and it was the coolest thing that I was there at sunset when she took off. So. And how big was it? About seven inches across. Was it? it was a wow. huge, huge moth. Moth. And then, again, if you stroll, sc- scroll back far enough on my page to whatever the day the tornado was, uh, you'll see pictures of that on my Facebook page, too. But Excellent. Pretty amazing. Yeah. So All right. Still to lots come. Lots of cool stuff so far. The top five nature experiences for Rob here in 2017. We want to hear from you, too. Yeah, tell us what yours are. 1150, give us a buzz, or 866-887-1150, or log online to Rob Zimmer Outdoors on uh, Facebook, and you can contact him there as well. Yep. It is Outdoors with Rob Zimmer here on HBY. Time now to check out and see what's going on with uh, all of the, the the Wall Street with the markets. If I can load this thing up, here we go. And it's time for Your Money Now. Uh-huh.
Oh. One of your favorite Christmas oh, songs yeah. here. It's a great rendition. Said the night went to the you ever heard of the group Home Free? It's an acapella group. Uh-uh. Oh my gosh. These guys are sensational. There's a lot of good ones. Oh, yeah. I mean, they are just absolutely phenomenal. Everything they that they do, good. they do a lot of covers. Yeah. But not a single instrument. There's there's one guy that's doing this oh, yeah. with his mouth. It's freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah, they're called Home Free. They're on a world tour right now. They're actually, their world tour, get this, stopped in Seymour, Wisconsin, over the over the summer. Really? These guys were in Seymour at the oh fair. Yeah. A world tour stopping in Seymour, Wisconsin. Wow. They are so good. Oh, I can listen to them all day. But we got a show to do. 281 1150. Let's just listen to Christmas music. <laughs> Actually, this song. My, this is your favorite Christmas, favorite song? Christmas yeah. song? Yeah. 866 887 1150. Yeah, there's a lot of rendition to that. Too. Yeah, but that's a good one. All right, we only have uh, about oh my five or six minutes left to go here in the show. What, what shall we get to here? Um, we can talk about some events that are going on. There's lots of different nature, okay. nature and. Um, events going on over the next month or so that we can uh, talk about. Um, starting on the 19th at Ledgeview Nature Center uh, from 12 to 2 p.m. So if you are if you have a, a lunch hour free, they're doing a falconry program over lunch, so a, kind of like a lunch and learn at Ledgeview Nature Center, um, $5. So it gets you um, in there to their falconry program on 12-19, on, on, on December 19th. <laughs> um, on the 27th, over at uh, Thousand Islands Nature Center, actually at uh, Kokona Public Library, but the naturalist from Thousand Islands is doing the program. They're doing their Eagles on the Fox River program. So we've been talking about eagles the last couple of weeks here. Um, lots of them out there, especially around the Thousand Islands area. At 3.30 p.m., so late afternoon there, they're going to be doing a program at the Kokona Public Library, and you'll be able to see the eagles uh, along the river there. So that's another cool event happening. On January 6th at Mosquito Hill, they're doing their take a walk on the dark side um, kind of stroll there, Ooh. a nature hike at night. So you see, listen for different wildlife, listen for owls, watch the stars. Hopefully they'll be out. Uh, hopefully it won't be cloudy, things like that. So take a walk on the dark side on the 6th. On the 16th, again at Thousand Islands, this is at Thousand Islands Environmental Center, they're doing a program on snowy owls in Wisconsin at 6.30 p.m. So, so January uh, or is that tomorrow? Uh, this is January. Okay. Yep. So January 16th. Um, uh, so where you can safely view snowy owls and all the information about those there, too. Um, on January 13th, the Green Bay Botanical Garden is doing their family snowshoe hike, so that'll be fun. And on January 20th, Mosquito Hill is doing their winter family fun day, so that'll be a cool event. All sorts of thing, fun things there. They have an otter slide for kids and stuff like that, so if you've ever seen oh, otters cool. go down a slide, that should be kind of fun just to watch that. Um, oh, and then on the January 27th, uh, the 22nd Annual Toward Harmony with Nature Native Plant Conference is going to be happening in Oshkosh. So you can get more information on that at towardharmonywithnature.org uh, to sign up for that conference. It's an all-day conference on native landscapes, uh, native wildflowers, things like that. So check it out. All right. Lots of events coming to the area. Yeah. All right. Now we have to get to the top five here before oh, the show the ends. Five. The top yes. five nature experiences for you oh. here in 2017. We're down to only about three and a half minutes left to go. Oh, so. my gosh. Yeah. Where did I know the you wanted go? to spend a little bit more time on it, but yeah. yeah, this hour just flies by. It's a little different than the Saturday morning. We can spend a little more time on Saturday, but we have a couple more breaks here on the Friday show. Okay. How about number five? Number five is uh, this was a cool experience I shared with my friend Cindy Miller, if you know her. Uh, her and I take road trips all over, but it was a cool night um, over at Nasita Wildlife Refuge or Nasita National Wildlife Refuge where we were out on this uh, floating boardwalk and 
the bullfrogs were singing like crazy. You don't hear bullfrogs around this area very much, but out there they were singing like crazy, uh, doing their, their really unusual strumming. And the cool part of it is there was also a thunderstorm happening at the same time. So you had the thunder rolling in, and we even thought we saw a tornado going by, um, and then the bullfrogs started singing. It was just a really cool experience to be out there during that. Number four. Number four. Where is my number four? My number four was kind of traveling the state again. It was my own personal experience, uh, traveling the state, discovering all these endangered orchids, because I also did a book called Wild Orchid, which is all about all the wild orchids of Wisconsin. And I saw some that are completely endangered. I mean, there's only like 400 of them in the world, and some of them are found right here in Wisconsin. So things like the small white lady slipper and Easter prairie fringe orchids, things like that. So when I got wet and I got muddy and I got uh, cold and, and soggy finding these things, because orchids don't grow in nice sunny prairies. They grow in uh, deep, damp, mosquito-laden bogs and things like that. So it was pretty fun. Number three. Number three, tornadoes. Lots of tornadoes in the area this mm-hmm. this year. And I, I captured several on photograph, or I got photographs of several, several of them uh, in Wapaka County, right here in Outagamie County, in Shawano County. Um, as you know, I love chasing storms and love tornadoes. And um, I don't love tornadoes, but I love seeing tornadoes. And I actually got several on, on film this year. So We had cool. one hit the radio station. Yeah, and one hit right here. Yep. Right where I'm sitting. Yep. Yes, indeed. All right, yep. number two. Number two, uh, wolf sightings. I actually saw ch- uh, at least two wolves. I, I'm trying to think how many I saw this year. But to see a wolf in the wild is a completely, completely amazing experience. And, um, again, I was with Cindy Miller both times when we saw these. And we were um, up in Marinette County one time, and one came running out of the woods onto the, the dirt lane right in front of us. And then another one we saw over in uh, Wood County. Uh, again, we were coming down this dirt road, and he came right to us. And number one. And number one was coming face-to-face with a huge black bear at Nacita Wildlife <laughs> Refuge also. I was also with Cindy Miller that day, and I was walking on a trail on the Lupine Loop. Uh, They're going uh, looking for orchids, looking for things like that, and I was went through this blueberry patch, and a big black bear uh, stood up and huffed right at me, <laughs> and I ran and she ran, and that was the end of that. But wow. it was pretty cool to come face-to-face with a big black bear uh, at Nacita. So. All right, Rob. Hey, pretty it's, cool. It's, it's pretty been cool fun. Uh, let's, uh, let's do it again tomorrow morning. What yes, do you say? let's. All right, between 7 and 8, an all-new live show, and it's a little more expanded show, too. So if we didn't get to your call today, I'll call back in yes, tomorrow. Call back. And we'll see you uh, next week. All right. All right, coming up next, the 5 o'clock information hour here on HBUI. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.